Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah! Sorry. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This is why we love the NFL. Fields takes the snap up the gun. Throws the ball up the It's intercepted. I'll give you the floor on the Bears, Chris. I feel bad for Justin Fields. I do. I think part of it is him. Like, I don't know if he can ever be the guy. Today's guests, Dolphins running back Raheem Moster. Yes Network Yankees broadcaster Michael Kay. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes, everybody. It is time for the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have this program in its lineup, Sirius XM Odyssey and more. The podcast version of this show, all three hours, we say to anybody who's out there listening whenever you want, Hello. We also say to you, please make sure you download the Overreaction podcast that Chris and I put together yesterday, right now, where all podcasts can be acquired through the Cumulus Podcast Network. It's a lot of fun. Talked about everybody from uh, the Cowboys to Taylor Swift, just like everybody else in this free football world. It's totally wild. A wild weekend. My top five wildest moments of the wild football weekend is coming up. Uh, and we've got Raheem Mostert on this program from the Miami Dolphins, fresh off of 70-burgering the Denver Broncos. Michael Kay will uh, communicate with this show from Toronto, Ontario, where the Yankees are playing out the string. Uh, Michael's joining us in hour number three. We're hoping to Zoom with him. He says he's going to be in a dark production truck, which is, I think, very fitting uh, for the Yankees season as well as the Jets season that uh, he got elicited the latest fantastic soundbite in regards to that season from Joe Namath. We're going to have that on this program. You betcha. Uh, my top five performances for this week, and then when we're done, this studio cedes its floor to What the Football with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask, another podcast from our group uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show, thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network. How are you over there, Christopher Brockman? What's going on, brother? I'm great. DJ Mikey D is and D's nuts. Oh, wow. Good to see you. For the wow. radio audience, Mike was actually <laughs> making the finger noises. What too. did you think about doing that this morning? <laughs> what did you think? Did you wake up and like, say, you know what? I'm going to play a drop. I'm going to do things. I'm just like two seconds ago, maybe three. TJ, good, good to see you, sir. Mike. Good to Quick. see you. What's going on over there? I mean, there? it's National Pancake Day today. Is it so really? No that. way, really? Yeah. So, Pan- so we have to dinner tonight, baby. Oh, I was going offensive lineman. 
Oh, uh, I, I, like, gonna, I, I like the way both. I'm of sorry, you I got football, <laughs> yeah. on, I got I football on my mind. I haven't eaten in like 12 hours. Oh, is that right? Why? You doing the reverse Yom Kippur? <laughs> you know it's over, right? You know you're not Jewish, right? You know. Last time I checked, I'm not Jewish. Uh, I don't. I don't really eat after six o'clock at night, so it's Look like kind of hungry. <laughs> why do that to yourself, man? Is that why? Because uh, all right, so we're getting a hangry Chris Brockman <laughs> hangry. today. No, no, no. I'm calm. Okay, good. I'm calm. Very good. Well, good to see over there. Nuts and stuff over there. See over there, TJ Jefferson. The let's start this program with the the. Cincinnati Bengals season has been saved officially for the moment. You're not 0 3, Cincinnati. You're 1 2, which is, by the way, um, uh, the the worst paraphrasing of uh, Sam Weich ever. Um, well, they're not in Cleveland, which is good because they don't do very well in Cleveland and they didn't start the season very well in Cleveland. And then uh, the Ravens come into the house and beat them. So the Bengals, not only an 0-2 team going into last night, a hard 0-2 team, two division losses as well, including one at home to the team that you're thinking you might have to beat to win this division because they might be the best team other than you in your division because you know you're not as bad as 0-2 if you're in that locker room unless Joe Burrow's leg isn't going to be the same. And that's how they took the field last night against the Los Angeles Rams. And basically what we saw last night on the Monday night finale of week three is Joe Burrow hovering at 50 to 60% beats the Cooper Cupless Rams who damn sure for the first time this year, you bet missed him in a big bad way because the red zone problems that the Rams had from jump last night. And that jump was unfortunately Tutu Atwell jumping with his right foot out of bounds. Mm Mm-hmm. And that touchdown that they had on the board to start the game, taken off the board, and then a sack later and a field goal later and the red zone problems for the Rams that got started last night, you bet Cooper Cup is a red zone problem fixer of the first A-plus variety. And those red zone problems is what roosted on a Rams team that could have easily won this football game and sent the Bengals to 0-3. And it sure looked like the defensive strategy last night was make Joe Burrow hold the ball by playing as enough, uh, uh, enough wallpaper defense as you can on those terrific receivers in time for Aaron Donald to get home because they sure didn't look like they were blitzing Joe Burrow very much last night to get him off the spot. And I guess you figure you don't have to blitz him to get off the spot when you got 99 in your program, number one in your heart, and Aaron Donald, who did get home a handful of times last night. But many times, Burrow was just able to just stand back there, survey the scene, and fire. And half the time, you're seeing high throws. You're seeing Aaron throws. You're seeing throws skip. Because it's clear he's not able to push off that back leg. He is not the Joe Burrow that got pizzed and is called Joe Burr. He was Joe Burr last night because some of his passes were ice cold. But he made enough of them. That's for sure. And Jamar Chase had a big night. And even though me saying Burrow doesn't look like Joe Burrow, he came up with his best passing game of the year. Over 250 yards passing. One score was enough. One touchdown was enough. A Joe Mixon run was enough with their terrific kicker, Eric McPherson, lighting it up. 
even though he missed one, too. The guy who, in their previous outing in the Super Bowl, who skipped halftime to see the terrific show with Dr. Dre and Snoop and the rest of the gang, he got it done last night. And that was enough. And that was enough. And Joe Burrow says, you know what? Whatever percent of me I got, I was putting out there because the season was on the brink. And this is what he had to say, essentially, after saving the Bengals' season on Monday night. I feel good. We, we didn't have any, any setbacks today, uh, but still, still day to day. You know, it, I've learned through this process that it, it can, you can have one at any time. So uh, it was good that, to get through this one. That means it'll be stronger for this week. Um, so hopefully I can have a full week of practice to, to prepare for next week. There is risk to, to go out there and uh, potentially re-injure it, but there's also a risk to go out there and be 0-3. So um, I, I wanted to be out there for, for my guys and you know, I was confident that I would be able to do what I needed to, to to get the win. Man, if you told the Rams before the game, you're making multiple, multiple trips to the red zone, and Joe Burrow's going to throw it 49 times, you're thinking, we're coming out with the win. But they didn't. They missed Cooper Cup in the worst way. I know Puka Nakua is looking good, and last night, you know, he didn't have – half a million catches for the first <laughs> time in his young career. I do believe that would be a record. if you look up in the Samoan language, Puka Nakua means catches everything. <laughs> Feels like it. Honestly, you just put it somewhere near him and he's going to come down with it. One was thrown behind him last night. It was the only one I think that uh, he didn't connect on. He's good. Kyron Williams is good. If Cooper Cup comes back soon, let's just say he comes back in week five. Uh, I don't know if he can. Cup and Nakua and Atwell and Jefferson and Higby and Williams – that might be your most underrated offensive unit with Matthew Stafford if he can stay upright. Last night, however, Trey Hendrickson was living on his back like one of his children's backpacks. He sends off to school here in beautiful Southern California. Sam Hubbard, too. I'm sorry to do this, guys. But I'm a broken man, as you're going to find out later, just like Joe Namath. I see this to myself, and I'm like, okay. Why couldn't the Jets defense do this on Mac Jones? Hmm. Why couldn't Zach Wilson, 100% of him, look like 50% of Joe Burrow? Why can't we get that? What the hell is happening in New York? I truly believe that because the Bengals now have the same record as the Jets at one and two. Why can't the Jets get a guy who plays 50% of Joe Burrow and where the hell was that vaunted defense? And it's unfair for me to say that because they only gave up 15 points and lost. But those are the things that flash in my brain when I see the Bengals do what they did last night and save their season. Because next up for them are the Tennessee Titans, who I see in London in a couple weeks as well. When I'm heading off to call a couple games across the pond, as I'm mandated to say as an American sports broadcaster. And then they're at Arizona, home for Seattle and a bye. Boy, that buy can't come fast enough for Burrow. Mm. But this is a Tennessee team that, you know, can uh, can can hit you hard. But as you saw, if you hit back even harder like the Browns did, you can beat them. At Arizona, I have no idea what Cardinal schemes are going to show up. Nor do Cowboys fans, nor do Giants fans. <laughs> you have no idea. Can't sit here and call that just a dub right off the bat, but... 
as long as Burrow's calf holds up and gets him to the bye week, they're three and four, four and three. Maybe, just maybe, they take them all and Burrow goes into that bye week sitting there now. Having won three in a row after that, they're four and two with him resting on the bye week. Who's to say that this team can't get back to the AFC Championship game if they can run it and play defense like that and Burrow gets back to being the Burrow he is? I don't want to sit here and say at all the Bengals have no shot. Did you see what Joe Burrow looks like? He's not himself. At one point last night, I'm wondering why, like, would 100% of Jake Browning be better than whatever percentage of Joe Burrow we're seeing? That's kind of what I was thinking, watching the first half at least. And I'm wondering if Jamar Chase was thinking that too, because you know he's been counseling the yeah. entire offseason. Hey, I think you should sit out until this thing is completely healed. Maybe we see it in like mid-October. Right. Like give yourself a full two months yeah, didn't from he, late July. Didn't to, he basically say like, yo, we got this? Yeah. Like sit out, get healthy. And then come back. You're good. But I guess that just doesn't matter. And Cooper Cup, let's go. We need you in the red zone out here in Los Angeles. Whose house is it? It'll be there. It'll be your house if he can come back. And I, by the way, name me another member of the Los Angeles Rams defense not named Aaron Donald. Can you? Because those guys can play. Jack Youngblood. They can. Nice. They can make plays. That's what I was going to say. Hey, Les is finding all these kids who are balling out. We just need to get the ball out of Stafford's hands and get it in the end zone. I bet you two two Atwell's available in your fantasy league. That guy can book. He's fast. Right, and McVay's yeah. going to scheme him open. Just <clears throat> don't settle for field goals. They walk out of that game last night 2-1, and one, and they had a shot to take out the Niners, too, a couple weeks ago. Well, it was nice to see any team just kick field goals yesterday. I know. And at one point, I, I was confused. I was confused that McVay punted at the end of the game with five and change to go. And yeah. you need two. You need two possessions, and sure enough, right. they wound up a, a possession shy on an onside kick. You know, he does that a lot. He just keeps on playing for another day, and sometimes the day runs out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they needed that onside kick, and it didn't happen. And that's one of the things I want to talk about later on in this program is what to do about that. We're just trying to improve the game here. But, uh, hey, Bengals fans, breathe a sigh of relief. Joe Burrow survived a win, which is something that has not happened in the first month of the season until last night. When we come back, we take a break and talk about what the Eagles did and what I see from the Eagles and how they proved out once again against the Buccaneers team that is going to have to Lick its wounds, taking on the New Orleans Saints next week. I also have my top five performances of week three. I've got my top five wildest moments of one of the wildest football weekends we've seen, including Raheem Mostert's 70-burger. He's on top of hour number two. Michael K, top of hour number three. Joe Namath is broken, people. He is a broken man, which breaks my heart. Like Fredo. Don't go anywhere talking Eagles when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. 
They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee, and right now you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, lots of uh, Taylor Swift-related Tweets going around. This is my favorite one. This one made me laugh out loud. This is from a gentleman named Jeff McDivitt, whose whose bio is Social Video WWE. Oh, okay. Now I have you at hello, huh? With yeah, that, I teacher? perked up a little bit. All right, here it is. Uh, it's a photograph of Taylor Swift with Andy Reid after the game. <laughs> that one made me laugh. <laughs> That's a good one. I saw that. On Taylor Sunday. Swift with the Lorax. The Lorax. I saw that. That's funny. <laughs> you like that? Why are you taking a photograph of it off the screen when it's on my Twitter feed and you can get the photograph yourself? Why? 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 Have you not learned about photographing things off the screen and 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 having that being a problem? Why do you do that? One, I don't know who it's a problem for. Two, I'm editing a, a video. So yes. I want to remember whose tweet it was. So I took a picture. So then okay. I can go to Twitter. Oh, this is the ma- this is your ma- this is your madness. Yes. Okay. Because I want to like log on right now. Because he keeps on taking photos of of and videos off screens. He is who he is, Rich. I, I understand. Yeah. I right, just show. Well, it. By the way, if I want to show you something that I don't think anyone's seen, is it better for me to go? Hey, did you see blah blah blah? Or is it easier for me just to screenshot it? Or record and go, hey, did you guys see this? Speaking of you wanting to show people things that they can't see, what shoes do you have on today? I mean, why do you do this every day to me? It's like now you're like, you want them seen. Now you're like poking at I'm me. I'm not now, poking you at you. Know? What do you got? What do you got? I got a pair of LeBron ones on right now. Nice. You know? There you go. Yeah. Well, why well, I'm not poking at you. I got I, I, you wanted feel, to show off your shoes. It feels like you're poking at me every day. <laughs> it's what I do for a living. You guys poke back at me. Talking about ranking children. Because you're in denial. You know you no, do it. No denial, sir. You're crazy. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Philadelphia Eagles 3-0, and people. They are 3-0, and and yet everybody's still wondering, are they really that good? I will just tell Nick Sirianni to take a page from his colleague from across the Keystone State when he says this. We're not going to apologize for winning. There you go. (laughs) Just take Mike Tomlin's advice. Not apologizing for winning.
And the way that they're winning, again, last night in Tampa, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks also 2-0. The way that they win is not pretty because the dirty work in the National Football League done in the trenches, it's not pretty. It ain't pretty. It's not pretty. The big guys up front bashing heads, not pretty. The big guys on defense stopping Rashad wide on the way to the quarterback, it's not pretty. Jalen Hurts sometimes trying to connect downfield with his guys, it's not pretty yet. Although I do believe A.J. Brown got his message across. It appears so. First two plays of the game. Look for 11. (laughs) What did Hurts do to start the game? He found 11. More importantly, speaking of shoes, why did he change out of the neon green cleats? I don't know. Did you notice that? I I First drive, neon green cleats. Second drive, back to regular black and white. Maybe they weren't pretty enough. Or perhaps someone in the league said, take them off. I have no idea hmm. if I had to guess. But you know it's pretty? DeAndre Swift is pretty damn good. Right. The latest example. You know what Howie Roseman's got? He's got like that Patriots Dude, everything golden touches. years touch where yeah. it's like, we'll take your guy that's not doing very much in your system. Come down here. We'll and- bring him to our system, mm-hmm. and he's going to make a Pro Bowl. Remember Corey Dillon? Do I ever? Remember? Hey, you know who's like the ultimate of that? For real? Randy Moss lost in Oakland. Got him One for a million pick. percent, <laughs> like supposedly over the hill in Oakland. No, come here and, you know, you'll set a record as Brady sets a record. And we don't lose a game until the Super Bowl. So sad. So, honestly, that's what it appears the Eagles are doing. They're hitting you in the mouth. And DeAndre Swift, since he's been getting the lion's share of the carries, the former lion is roaring, man. Soaring. He wasn't roaring in Detroit. He's soaring and flying with the Eagles. (laughs) And you know what's also not pretty? This mosh pit rugby stuff. When Jalen Hurts gets within one yard of the goal line or within one yard of the first down, they should just play the the uh, the Darth Vader theme because he's coming. This first down is coming. You know, was it ninety? It's coming. Of the time or something was this? It, it, it's coming. You're just watching Vader in his cape just come out of the mist, lining up. Hurts. Sorry to call him Vader, but I think you're getting what I'm seeing. It's just the the sense of foreboding for you. You're not stopping it. They've got a Hall of Famer snapping it to Jalen Hurts, who's got two guys behind him, and the big guy, and, and maybe the best offensive line in football, getting one yard. That's not pretty either. And Jalen Carter is doing some new fangled, dirty work. I was listening to Mayock's broadcast. He was calling it on Westwood One last night. Said Jalen Carter's the best young defensive line player he has seen in a long time. This guy knows what he's talking about. I don't want to hear you trolling from Raiders fans. I will ride or die with Mike Mayock's evaluations. And he dropped to nine. Well, 
and you knew where he was going. I did. I nailed that in my mock oh, draft. You can feel it. Nailed it. In the same way you could feel it when Hertz lines up in that mosh pit push. <laughs> and so you are what you are in the NFL, and what the Eagles are are a down and dirty, hitting you in the mouth football team. In this day and age where the Dolphins are doing it with speed all over the place and scheming things open and wide open receivers everywhere and confused defenders on the ground, well, Devin Achan, apparently, that's his name. Did you see Schefter says it's not Achan? At any rate, where where you got fast kids running all over the place. You got some speed on Philadelphia. It's not like Devontae Smith is running in mud. And Jalen Hurts isn't, you know, like Matt Ryan. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're doing it a different way. They are doing it a different way. We're going to run it. We're going to make sure when you score a touchdown and a two-point conversion and make it a two-score game, Middle of the fourth quarter, we're going to get the ball with seven minutes to go, and you're not going to get it back, which is what the Eagles did last night to the Bucks. even though Todd Bowles walked back into the locker room with two timeouts in his back pocket. I think he just was sensing, when do I call these? I mean, on what, on third and two? And well, I'm certainly not going to call it when Jalen Hurts is lining up with two guys behind him, pushing him behind Jason Kelsey. So... This is what the Eagles are going to do to you. And you're going to sit there maybe early on and say, it ain't pretty. But you know what doesn't matter? Everything I just said about that. They are 3-0. and Think about it. They are 3-0. and And Nick Sirianni, after the game, fully admits this is not a finished product. I do appear, it does appear, I do believe, what you're about to hear is he's saying they're still watering and fertilizing in 2023 in Philadelphia. It's a growth process, right? I, we're not a final product yet. You know, no, one, no one, let me rephrase that. Everybody wants us to be a final product now, but it's a growth. You want to grow every day. And so we're not going to be playing our best football until we get going into the season. We still got things to, to work on. We still got growth to do. Um, if you're truly in the mindset of getting better every day, Right. If you're truly in that mindset of getting better every day, which I know, I know that we are on this team, you're going to continue to rise, and you're not, and you, you're going to keep getting better. And so, you know, are we playing our best offensive football right now? No, but we shouldn't be. We we shouldn't be yet, and and it's a growth, and and so, and and all the teams are growing. No one's playing the best football that they they should be playing right now. uh, You know, and so, um, you know, I'm pleased with where we are. Do you think when he was saying that last part, he's thinking to himself, well, there's the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or does it look like they're having much problem? No growing pains there as they drop 70 on Denver. And by the way, holy cow, is that one looming? Philadelphia versus Miami on a Sunday night at home in week seven. Philadelphia hosting Miami in the Nick Saban Bowl. Tua and Jalen Hurts on a field again. So many Super Bowl previews this year. There are tons of them. And so you look at the Eagles' schedule, and the next few games are absolutely winnable for them. Home against Washington at the Rams. 
at the Jets. Then comes Tua in their house, knocking on wood. He stays healthy. And so, you know what? They're growing. And it's, it, here's, here's what you can also say about the Eagles as they're 3-0. There's lots of green on that screen right there. What happens to a team that loses in the Super Bowl? Tend not to make it back. Correct. What happens to teams that make the Super Bowl and lose their coordinators on both sides of the ball? This is the sort of stuff. Hangover, crazy stuff happens. You lose players, you lose coordinators. They didn't lose too many players, but they lost both coordinators, who, by the way, one of them, Leads the AFC South through three weeks. That's a fact of what Shane Steichen is doing right now in Indianapolis. And the other one is uh, shooting guns. Uh, don't worry, Mike. I don't know what you're, you're what, what, what are you watching other than the Rich Eisen show? Very good. Thank you. I was watching Joe Namath. That's good. No, don't worry. You, you could stay, stay tuned, Mike. That's coming on our show. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. So, <laughs> yes. He distracted me. These are guys who are performing well elsewhere. So you'd have to think that the guys that they've, the units that they've left behind are going to have to get up to speed. 3-0. and I'm not seeing a Super Bowl hangover. I'm not seeing them moping around. I'm not seeing them losing games that they should win. They're 3-0. and And what I'm seeing actually is a settling in as they're growing. With all due respect to you, TJ, and I know this is a potentially week-to-week knee-jerk reaction, but right now, I'm seeing a settling in of what we're expecting in the NFC, which is a repeat of an NFC championship game where the Niners and the Eagles are going to meet. The only question is where. Both teams are going to meet in Philadelphia, Hassan Reddick had a fun soundbite for us when we chatted with that Philadelphia Eagle a couple of weeks ago that this game is absolutely circled. Philadelphia in San Francisco, week 13. San Francisco has Dallas beforehand. Philadelphia, as we know, we just mentioned, has Miami beforehand. And then, of course, Philadelphia plays Dallas. First meeting is week nine before a bye week. In Philadelphia, Philadelphia has Kansas City on a week 11 Monday night after a bye. Philadelphia has Buffalo. San Francisco has Dallas in week five. They have Cincinnati at home in week eight. Let's see what the Bengals look like. Maybe they did just get their footing last night as Joe Burrow gets his a little bit better. They've got a first game against Seattle coming up on Thanksgiving night. That's not easy. Then they're at Philadelphia. I have a feeling the Niners and the Eagles are like the cream is rising to the top. Dallas is part of the cream, I I must say, TJ. But I did see... I've got no problem with that. I did see a punch-down problem for them. Once again, the Eagles punched down last night. I'm sure the Bucs would have a problem with that analogy, but I think by the end of the day, you saw a more physical team in Philadelphia, and the Bucs are a physical team. There's a lot of non-wallflowers there. Levante, David, Devin White, Shaq Barrett. There are no, there are no wallflowers there, and Philadelphia wouldn't hit him in the mouth. I'm seeing a cream of the crop rising here. 
in the NFC as the NFC South had three 2-0 teams for the first time ever. Established in 2002, the NFC South has not had three 2-0 teams for the first time ever, and all three of them lost this week. They're out. Commanders 2-0. And the Cowboys 2-0. And the Eagles 2-0. First time we'd seen three 2-0 teams in the NFC East since 1989, and two of them lost. The remaining 3-0 teams in the NFC, the Eagles and the Niners, seen a rising to the top right there. So that's what I got out of the Eagles last night. And and yes, you know, I, I think it would be better for them to potentially uh, water and fertilize and get better. But I think they should be able to handle their next few opponents in Philadelphia before the Miami Dolphins stroll into town. One other thing I want to talk about here. 844-204-RICH, by the way, is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I don't like this uh, this Bush push thing. I don't like it. Oh, really? I know the competition committee was looking at what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts, where he's under center and it's a sneak. And, you know, I know there's a quarterback sneak in football. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a necessary play. Uh, I don't like putting two guys behind him like it looks like a victory formation, but instead it's a first down rugby scrum formation. I don't like it. What don't you like about it? I think it's it's um, particularly unfair, which is why the competition committee is looking at it when you're talking about competition. Un- unfair how? Because the offense has the opportunity to shove a player at the defense as well as then pull the ball out from that formation and throw it. So it's difficult to defend. It's almost impossible to defend. Why can't the defense do the same thing? Like line up two big linebackers behind their two giant tackles and shove them. So you're just kind of meeting in the middle. Because Jalen Hurts can pull it and pull back and throw it. But if he's falling forward, it's pretty much impossible to then then fall back. If you say, screw you, you're taking two defenders and you're shoving your quarterback towards the line of scrimmage, and you're shoving it towards the line of scrimmage, and you have an offensive mindset where you're ready to road grade normally, and you also have a quarterback you don't mind putting in that position. I'd prefer to say, let's say right now, the Bengals wouldn't be up for doing that with Burrow, right? No. Right? Remember that one time Mahomes went quarterback snuck and his kneecap wound up being on the side of his leg? Some coaches don't want to put their quarterback in harm's way, but Jalen Hurts is a different type of cat, so do it. Right? And um, so you line up your two linebackers and whatever, and you're going to shove, say, somebody like Trey Hendrickson in that position, or Aaron Donald, right? You're going to shove Aaron Donald towards Jalen Hurts. Great. Okay. I like my chances. When this happens, when the uh, Eagles come to uh, Los Angeles, right? Isn't that what's happening? Let me make sure yeah, yeah. that two this doesn't actually happen. Yeah. Two weeks. So let's just say they line up two guys behind Aaron Donald and shove them at, at Jalen Hurts. Great. And so as soon as two guys go behind Aaron Donald, Jalen Hurts pulls the ball and pop, pop past the Dallas yeah, Goddard. You'll, see that. you'll see that coming. You will. I don't think so. Because I think it's impossible to defend. When they do the push, the two guys are behind him, and then it's clearly a run play. They did it last night and got sacked, by the way. So, look, I, I, I just don't like it. I also think it's impossible to, um, when, when you're adding two more people on top of the quarterback, 
as well. It's impossible to mark the ball. Impossible. It's a total crapshoot, which is you're already having enough problems these days before Jim Nance's let's put a chip in the football and use GPS to spot the ball idea actually gets put into play in practice and is effective and accurate. It's it's, And for fans to be able to see who's – Who's who's got it? Who doesn't? Is it a first down? Is it not? It's impossible. And it's uh, I, I understand this is also sounds ridiculous to maybe you and others. It's it's ugly. It's not it's not. <laughs> I know it's not rugby. <laughs> it's not rugby. It's not rugby. It's not rugby. This is not rugby. This is line up and play football. They are lining and up and I know playing that, football. It's literally big on big, but it's now a scrum. It's now a scrum. I, I don't like it. Pretty this, rich. Hey, there's a reason why the competition committee takes a look at this sort of thing, and they they let it go. I think there's enough guys in the room, like Vrabel, I believe's on it. Tomlin, I'm sure. There's Vrabel. enough heart yeah, pills yeah. and buckle up type guys on this on this competition the committee. They're probably sitting there going, "This is football. This is hat on hat." Right. Exactly. This is this is who wants it. This is let's go. But I I I don't know. In the same way that. I didn't. I didn't like it. And by the way, they did it against Notre Dame, which delights me because Notre Dame, you know, <laughs> doesn't d- like didn't you. like it either. But I mean, taking somebody and pushing your quarterback—it's just like, come on. You know, you have you, you use your own leverage. Don't you, you? You shouldn't have anybody pushing anybody. But the defense can do the same thing. I get it, but it's they don't possess the football. It, there's always the benefit to the team that possesses the football. Always. Well, and the, defensive players are, will always say that yeah. the rules are... All the rules are, are skewed are, towards right. offense. Well, this one would help the defense, I think. Do one for the defense. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I, <laughs> I, I think it's fine if you're going to sneak your quarterback. I don't think having two guys that are right behind the quarterback and shoving him, and now there's like a scrum and a mosh pit, and now we're watching rugby happen, and we can't tell who's got it. At one point, don't they stop the game to... to to review whether Hertz went down or not, it took like another two, three minutes to figure this thing out because after a while, the league's just going to be like, all right, we're going to review this every damn time. Did your knee go down? Where's the ball? We can't tell because there's two def- there's two of your offensive players creating a pig pile. I don't like it. Insubordinate and churlish. That's right. <laughs> it is, in my mind. It is churlish. Maybe not insubordinate. <laughs> So do you think we're going to get to the point where, like rugby, like two guys could pick the quarterback up, Chris, and throw him in the air and lift yeah, him up true. and dump him over? That's, I don't think we'll get to that. That's great. But why not? <laughs> Just if you're shoving him, him in the back, why can't you pick him up and pick throw him? Pick him up and throw him over the like, – think about it. You see these linemen that's who are amazing. huge pick up these receivers and stuff and lift them straight up right. in the air after a touchdown. Right. And so why don't we yeah, do, that? do that? Why don't we do that? Why don't you get a lighter quarterback? You bring in your lightest quarterback who's easy to lift and throw. Well, and you get, Bryce Young now is an advantage. There, there you go. <laughs> Bryce Young just scored his 30th in rushing touchdown of the year. But I think what you have, <laughs> what you have, what you have brought to bear, TJ, funny. is the absurdity of this play. It is absurd. It's no, absurd. It's not absurd. I don't like it. Stop it. If the ball's in his hands, they should be able to chuck him. Just, just throw him. Just, you yeah. might as well if you're going to push him. Why can't you pick him up and throw him? There's Mr. probably a rule so against funny, that. Like you're the ultimate. Like oh, if you don't like it, stop it. I am normally. But this is this is just. It's not fun. 
It's not fun to me. You're talking about like scoring it, touchdowns it, is fun. It doesn't have to be pretty, man. Like it's not so, fun. Like soccer is the beautiful game, not football. So why don't they do it three times once they get it on the three yard line? They should. Why don't they just like once you're on the three, we're not going to turn around and hand it to DeAndre Swift or or Gainwell or well, it's against the Giants. They'll still give it to Boston Scott. But I mean, you know, it, turn around and just why am I doing well, that? Now you're giving them ideas. I'll just do it three times. Every team should do and it. We'll do it. We'll do it three times. Well, not every team has the quarterback to do it. But you, you can know? put in a guy. Yeah, like a fullback. Why back. can't you have your running back do that play? Like you're afraid of Joe Burrow, right? Why don't you have Joe Mixon take the snap and push him in? Because that sucks. <laughs> For who? For everybody. No, it, not, everybody. No, this no, is no, not. This is not fun. Look, it's I not know- fun. It's not competitively balanced, and it should be out. And that's the way I feel. All I know is wow. if Tyron Smith doesn't take Deuce Vaughn and throw him over the, that's what they should the do. end zone on Sunday against the Patriots, then what's even going on? I mean, that's, honestly. That's, that's funny. Chuck him out. Like he's, I, I chuck know. Him out I know. I, you know what? You should ask this of um, Josh Dumel when he's here with Susie on Thursday. It sounds like a buddy game. <laughs> get drunk. Get hammered. Chicks, yeah. Throw your friend. Throw your friend for oh, a first oh, time. Have have him have one of the big linemen stand in the back, and he could run up his back and See, then jump. You are See, don't pointing you do out that. the absurdity of this. No, we're making it's a absurd. mockery of you saying okay. this rule is dumb. I think this makes a mockery of everything. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Deuce Vaughn should get thrown over the goal line. I'm being very serious. Well, I could have helped on the weekend. Yeah, sure could. But you can put Deuce Vaughn in Tyron Smith's pocket, and then Tyron Smith could run right. across now the we're end get, zone. Now we're getting into a very <laughs> dicey uh, area I that I don't think any of us want to reside. <laughs> Why not? All right. Why don't you go the other way? You could have Brian Burns take the snap. Who's going to stop that dude? That's, I don't know. I just, but that's not what, what I don't want it to get down to this. And I think the Eagles have found a very um, cheeky way through that uh, I don't particularly like. It's just, it's just, it's like, all right, here we go. Here comes Hurts. All right, they're going to get the first down because how do you stop this? You can't. I can't wait. In two weeks, let's see. Let them, let them try it on Aaron Donald. Let's see if they're going to try it on Aaron Donald. And if the Rams do put people behind Aaron Donald and shove him shove towards him. and just like, this great. Blow it up. Great. Just like the, that's what I want the NFL to be is become a shoving contest like two drunk guys in a bar that you don't want to be around. one time and then they're going to stop it and they figured it okay. out and now teams will stop doing it. It's a copy-shove league. Get hey, out of here. Oh, Thank God teams are still running the Wildcat. Oh, wait a second. That lasted <laughs> okay. one year. All right. I like it. It was fun while it lasted. 844-204-RICH, <laughs> number to dial. I like this conversation. You know, we got another rule for the competition committee based on what we saw yeah. on Monday night. That's yeah. coming up, too, before Raheem Mostert of the 70 Burger Dolphins joins us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I've just been told information (laughs) that um, I don't want to unpack now. Oh, damn. I don't want to unpack completely now, but just remember my face. Give it to him again real quick. Hey, hey, Ron. (laughs) Where are you? Definitely not New York, as the Jets just signed Trevor Simeon to their practice squad. Yes. A real quarterback. Uh, Okay. So... We're going to relive the guys who they tried before Zach who didn't work out. Okay. All right. Please. But, again, I can't criticize when the options are so limited at present. At present. No one's going to come to the Jets' rescue right now. No one of, let's just put it this way, significant fortune-turning value is going to come to the Jets' rescue right now. And they're attempting to find an answer knowing, like any horror movie, seeing some axe murderer lurking outside the window And then there's some young lass or young kid on the phone saying, I think everybody's fine here in the house. There's nobody outside. And you sitting there screaming, there's somebody out there. (laughs) Careful. The out there wielding the axe is Mahomes and Kelsey and the Chiefs coming on Sunday night to put the coup de grace on all this in front of the entire nation. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's true. Back here on the program. Screw it, let's just do it. We're going to talk about this later on with Michael Kay. If you don't mind queuing that up right now. We weren't planning on talking about this right here, right now. But I just heard that Trevor Simeon was signed to the practice squad for the New York Jets. Genius. Look, th- like I said, they're, they're out of options, Chris. There are no options. As you saw this week, as you saw this week, the Panthers needed Andy Dalton. The Saints needed Jameis Winston. You keep on talking about what I think is a drumbeat in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Falcons may 
hit the Heineke. Yeah, hit him. Okay, they may hit the Heineke. Because is Ritter the guy or not? It just depends on how much Arthur Smith is willing to see how long the ups and downs will go. No one is giving the Jets their backup quarterback right now to save a season that appears to be in the unready hands of Zach Wilson once again. And they're signing Trevor Simeon, who's out there on the street, and he's been on the Jets before. I believe they turned to him on a Thursday night in 2019. Only was it Miles Garrett who hit him late and broke his ankle? I'm looking this oh, up right yeah, now yeah, just yeah. to have a a, 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 a memory. It's a Monday night, yep, against the Browns. He was three of six for three yards and replaced by Luke Falk. He was the second stringer that they had to go to because Sam Darnold had mononucleosis. That's right. It was the Sam Darnold pointing at the screen. And ESPN on Monday night said out indefinitely mononucleosis. And they had him use that that point at the screen video that they have all the players do in the preseason when they're going to use him for their stats Presumably on a night when they're 20 or 25 with three touchdowns, not one of the I'm out with mononucleosis. So the Jets are so desperate for finding some help. We're going back to the second stringer when Darnold had mononucleosis and he lasted, uh, what would you say? Twice a Rodgers? He only lasted six passes before he snapped his ankle and was out for the season? Breathe, Rich. Here's the problem. It's gotten so bad that Zach Wilson has broken Joe Namath. (laughs) A guy who would pom-pom cheerlead for Ray Lucas and everyone else that we've tried to find the next him. He's done with Zach Wilson. Michael Kay, who's on this show on Hour 3, on the Michael Kay show, had Joe Namath on and asked him if there was anything positive that could be taken out of Zach Wilson's performance against the Patriots, and this is what it led to. You know what? No, I didn't take anything positive out of it yesterday. It was awful. Why? Why? Yeah. Were you watching? <laughs> is anyone watching? I mean, please, when did you ever see a, a well, well, it's Zach. We'll stay on Zach. You sit down. You sit down on the play. You go right down. What happens? I thought you're trying to win and make plays. You quit on a play? What is going on? It's disgusting. If somebody handed you Zach Wilson and said, okay, Joe, make him better, what would you do? Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right? I've seen enough. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there. I've seen enough of Zach Wilson, whose performance he called disgusting. He's referring to Wilson, as I mentioned yesterday, with a dirty pocket around him, but enough time to maybe still make a play sitting down and taking the sack himself. Joe Namath is broken, people. We've been looking for the next Joe Namath. Joe has been... 
searching for him as well on behalf of the Jets and their fan base and is as sunny and positive about every Jet situation possible, but not this one. That's how bad it is. And I'm telling you, here comes Mahomes and Kelsey, and it's New York, and it's on Sunday Night Football, and you know NBC is sitting down on whatever hope chest they may have putting Taylor Swift's music videos and volumes right on their hope chest and saying, please show up. It's going to be one big Chiefs of Palooza, and the Jets are going into that gunfight with that knife. And Trevor Simeon's there, and I, I don't blame the Jets for just searching for anyone right now that they could potentially put in, and it's not Tim Boyle. But I don't believe this is going to be the Trevor Simeon magic carpet ride moment Sunday night at Zach's gig again. So, again, I I feel for everyone there. Everyone there. Do you think Zach Wilson wakes up and hears that he's broken Joe Namath, helps Hmm. him out at all? No. No. Mm -mm. He's just not ready for the moment, which is why Rodgers was there, which is why I am wondering at this point in time, where is Aaron Rodgers? Right Where now? is A-A-Ron right now? Where is he? Because we need him. And you know what's going to happen, I think? He's going to, Mike, he's probably taking all this in. Wait till he shows up on Pat's show and maybe capes for Zach. Or, or, or here's what's being said about his offensive coordinator. Would he dare tell Joe Namath to pipe down? I'm just saying, this is where things spin out of control, man. This is where things spin out of control. Cannot believe this is where things are through three weeks. Hoping on Trevor Simeon. Or hope that we don't have to see him as we think we need to. And believe we're going to. What are you writing down? A new new, uh, new fantasy team name? Hoping on Trevor Simeon. I'm telling you. Yeah, sure. Why not? I got a direct message from my brother-in-law about that Joe Namath video that I tweeted out. I cannot repeat what he said. All I'm saying is he is in absolute heaven as a Patriot fan, and I appreciate you holding your tongue because there's a lot of tears that you could be drinking right now. What am I going to say? There's nothing to say. Because every single waking moment, the Jets did everything right and just... Like every other time, (laughs) the New York Jets got kicked in the nards by the football gods. Brady, Brady shows up in Tampa. Uh, I don't even remember who the backup was there. Who was the backup there? In Tampa? Uh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Could have had Blaine Gabbert out there if four snaps into his first time there and everyone in Tampa is talking about Brady's here. This is going to be amazing. I would have so much respect for Zach Wilson if he shows up on Sunday night in a fur coat. You know what he's got to show up as. You know what he's got to show up as on on Sunday night. He's got to show up like half a Joe Burrow. He's got to show up like Andy Dalton. That's all I need out of him. That's all I need out of him. Layups and make it seem like he's there's a light on in there. But right now we got darkness therapy. Fine, show up like Just that. Roll in. Great. <laughs> 